This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at shallonxo and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. This week, we're going to talk about friends and frenemies and when to let people go, how to do it, and how to get clear with ourselves about why they're in our lives to begin with. Is it that they're positively contributing or are we letting the past inform the present in a way that isn't very healthy? So our mantra this week is going to be two words, spring cleaning. The land is thawing, the vaccines are getting administered. My new phrase for the spring is vaxxed and waxed and packed. Vaxxed, waxed and packed, baby. We're going to get we're going to get ready to go and be healthy. We're going to get ready to go at the Solana. We are going to get packed and we're going to maybe go on some trips. We're going to take some emotional trips into different aspects of our lives, new levels of ourselves. We're just ready to get out there, right? But look, there's nothing worse than, the, you know, you got the spring fever, the warmth is in the air and you open your closet and you're just like, oh God, what is this hellscape of puffy jackets and crappy sweatsuit combos from Target? I'm talking to myself here. I just want to start fresh, right? And what we've been dealing with with this pandemic is the opportunity to really take a look at who's contributing positively in our lives and who isn't. So this is our mantra, okay? We're going to roll our shoulders back. Oh, we're going to take that deep breath. And you know, when you take that deep breath, you might find that that's the first time you've taken a really deep cleansing breath all week. I know it is for me. Yeah, there's moments of stillness, but there aren't moments of stillness, presence, mindfulness, and just relaxation. So let's do that again. We're going to take a big deep breath. <gasps> and make a doggy sound when you exhale. That's how cowboy sounds every time he exhales. He's so present in his little body. So we're going to get our jaw loose, tug on our ears. Okay, now we're going to do the mantra breath. We're going to inhale through our nose. And through the mouth. One more time. And this time we're going to repeat that mantra. Spring cleaning. In through the nose. Spring cleaning. 
All right, let's get to some questions. And as always, these are sourced from the Shalligator Reddit thread. Head over there. There's 2,700 of you guys right now and growing. It's just a wonderful place to collaborate. Also, be sure to pick up our new book club selection, Essentialism. We're going to be doing another follow-up video on that. It's given me a huge amount of help and practical guidelines on setting boundaries. Also, head over to Flays. It's our uncensored, ad-free platform. I'm doing some story times about a Hurt Locker that I met up with and like was able to get over it. It was wild. It's changed my life forever. I'm also doing a story time about what's going on with me and my ex-boyfriend, Max, because some of you guys saw him on my Instagram, and it's like, wait, what? So we're going to talk about that. So head on over there, Shalligators. All right, let's get into our first question. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This question is about frenemies and fake friends. So a shalligator named Remarkable Ad said, I have this friend. We've been friends since we were about six or seven years old, and we've had this on-again, off-again relationship. And we've gotten into some major fights, mostly for her being a jerk, which has led me to not speaking to her for like three or four years or sometimes even longer periods of time. And sometimes we have fun together. But other times I honestly hate her. I think it's because she acts very fake and acts like someone she's not on social media. I struggle with this because I really want to see the good in her. And when we're together, she's really quite funny and real. But when we're not alone together, like if we're in a group or something else, it's like she's a completely different person. I've even caught her stealing Instagram models' photos and posting them to her Instagram like it's her or acting like she's some well-traveled influencer. I want to cut her off, but I just don't know how to. I feel like we do have fun together, but most of the time, I just feel like she's super fake, especially around other people. She lacks depth and humility. I don't know the best way to let her go, and I feel like I can't even unfollow her on social media since we've been friends since childhood. I feel like I can't even not like her photos or act like I don't fully support her, even though a lot of the time, I don't want to fully support her. And I find that I get jealous of her, even though it's for like no good reason. Ugh. What would you guys do in this situation? This is tricky because what's happening here is nostalgia. I was saying to someone today, we can't date potential, but we also can't date nostalgia. And we can't have friends who are like that too. Like, And we, it's so clear with guys. It's like, well, of course you can't date potential and you can't stay in a relationship just because like, but he was like the lacrosse captain in high school and oh my gosh, it's like, honey, those days are gone. Maybe you guys were great friends when you were six or seven, but think about what your emotional needs were at six or seven. I mean, 
I was psyched to hang out with someone else who knew what sound a cow made. Like, my needs were very, very low. I didn't have the complexities that I do now as an adult. And certainly, our lifestyle lacked complexity. It's like, hey, you want to come over and go swimming? Yeah! It's not like, hey, you want to like my photo on Instagram? Even though that ass is not actually my ass, it's Summer Ray's ass? You're like, wait, what? No, man. I think this friendship is predicated on some sort of nostalgia and also guilt. But I think there's also an element of, like, hate watching it. You know, like, I think it was really interesting when you said, I get jealous of her sometimes. I think this is so true. Like, we get jealous of fake people almost. It's like we're jealous of their audacity. Like, man, the ball's on this bitch. Stealing IG photos, acting like she's well-traveled, and the farthest she's been is Florida. Like, what? Who is this bitch? But also, like, damn, though, she's selling it. She is, like, not at all appropriately embarrassed for very embarrassing behavior. I feel like, I sort of feel like that about Paris Hilton, you know? And I've said in videos about her, she's sort of unembarrassable. Oh, yeah, did a sex tape, whatever, that's hot. Got arrested, that's hot, whatever. Like, it just rolls off her back, and you're like, what is wrong with you? You should be super humiliated. But, wait, you're not? Huh. That does make me kind of jealous. You're not jealous for the lifestyle she has because by your own admission, she doesn't even have that. It's like complete bullshit smoke and mirrors. You're jealous that she is so unembarrassed by it, that she's so unashamed. I get jealous about people who are very not self-aware, right? That they're just like, la, 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 moving through life, like skipping through the daisies. Everyone likes me. Oh my gosh, what? Like, isn't our intelligence such a curse? Isn't our self-awareness such a burden sometimes? Because once you turn it on, once you decide to be an intelligent person and a self-aware person and a person who is looking at their flaws and their relationships and how they're moving through the world, you can't really turn it off. There's no going back. It's like seeing the Matrix. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but if you have, you know what I mean. Seeing is (laughs) believing. It means you have to believe. And this person is studiously avoiding that avoiding self-awareness. And I'm sure you look at her and think, man, her life just seems pretty goddamn simple. If you weren't laboring under the oppressive umbrella of dignity and sanity, you might be behaving the same way. Just like fronting and flexing and lying and whatever. But that's not how you are. You are laboring under sanity and dignity and integrity and just self-awareness and not absolutely douche chills, cringe behavior. So that's okay, though. Just be aware of that. It's like, hey, maybe that means you don't need to be quite as introspective in some ways. Maybe you can just have a little bit more fun. Maybe you can have more fun with social media yourself. Maybe you don't have to take yourself so seriously. There's a lesson in there somewhere, which is why you're feeling that jealousy. I can't know what it is, but you can if you sit with it and like let it bubble up a little bit. So maybe this person is in your life to be that signpost, right? To point you in a direction of a little bit more self-awareness, but in a good way about what the jealousy means. And not a destination. Because what are you getting out of this? I think it's interesting that you're talking about how she's like crafting this fake life and basically like a fake friendship with you, right? A very shallow friendship. When I look at this as like, well, you're kind of crafting a very shallow friendship right back. 
I mean, she's fun to hang out with and she's funny, but I don't respect her. Like you're getting something out of her, not what she's maybe getting out of you or what she would get out of other people because she sounds probably, if people are fake, they're also users, right? You know, they're just moving through the world, taking what they can and not sort of crafting any authenticity. But you don't want to be doing that right back. But what do you want from this friendship? It sounds like if you met this person today, fresh from scratch, no nostalgia, you would not want to be around her. She's shallow. Okay, she's fun. Who isn't fun? I can have fun with almost anyone. You know what I'm going to say. You know the example I'm going to use. Hitler was a delight at parties. He was. He could be very fun and very engaging. Does not mean you want him in your life, right? We have to ask for more from people than, well, she's fun. Like, okay, no shit. That should be table stakes. That's the bare minimum. Of course my friend should be fun. Would I want some dour black cloud Debbie Downer of a friend? Of course not. But they need to be more. They need to be good listeners, supportive, ride or die, authentic. I have no time for inauthenticity. It is truly such a deal breaker for people in my life. Because I feel like I live my life so out loud and so bold and I'm so in touch with who I am and I just feel all the feelings. In any 24-hour period, I have felt every human emotion possible. Fantastic. That if people in my life are not operating like this, if they're super not self-aware about how their behaviors are contributing to outcomes, they don't know, they don't want to know. Well, honey, I don't want to know you then. I wish you luck. Good luck on your journey of absolute blindness. I'm not walking with you. You know why? Because you can't give anything to me. And this isn't about being a user ourselves. This is about being judicious with our time. Why would I spend my time and my empathy, my money, on someone who's like not contributing, who's not gang for the cause? What am I getting out of this then? Well, I'm not alone. Well, shit, I'd rather be alone. I would so much rather be alone and at peace than surrounded by a bunch of fakes. I'd rather have one friend who's like, you know what? She's my only real friend, but she is a real friend than be surrounded by phony balonies. Because otherwise, are you really so different than her? You know, she is crafting a life that is full of bullshit. But if you're keeping a bullshit friend in your life, so are you. And again, for what? What are you getting out of this? Well, we were friends when we were six. Again, your needs were completely different then. Even your like dietary needs, PB&J, chicky tendies. Do you still eat those things? Probably not. You've advanced in every other category and yet you're like, no, 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 no. I have to keep my friends from when I was six. I don't wear the same clothes I did. I don't read the same books, listen to the same music. I'm over the Raffi stage. But no, 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 I have to keep the same friends. Especially, I mean, look, I'm not saying give up your friends that you had when you were young, but give them up if they're no longer serving you. If they're on the level of chocolate milk and Raffi, yeah. If those are the level of needs they're meeting, absolutely give them up. But then there's a logistical component, right? <clears throat> you don't know how to not support her. Well, first of all, ask yourself, does she support you? I mean, maybe it's not an apples to apples thing. You're not trying to be an influencer. Ugh. I just, why does everyone want to be an influencer? You know why? Because it seems easy. Look at the things I've posted lately on Instagram and the trolls and the hate comments. Does it seem easy to you to receive messages like that? Let me tell you, 
It isn't. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's not flattering. It's disruptive and it's hurtful. And people like don't want to see that or worse, they have the hubris to think, well, that would never happen to me. (laughs) And of course, people hate her. (laughs) She's hateable. Listen, every single public figure gets this level of hate and it's bananas. So if you're thinking that being an influencer is going to insulate you from all the ills and the woes and the traumas and the ups and downs of working and being an adult, I've got news for you. It will not. It will only amplify them. But I digress. So look, is she supporting you? Maybe, like I said, you're not trying to do this social media nightmare life, but are you in medical school? Are you getting a degree? Are you working? Does she ask about that? Does she give a shit? Is she curious about your life? Or is she just like kind of funny sometimes? Oh, she's sort of witty. Yeah, I mean, she's cool to be around when like the moon is in Jupiter and it's a Mexican holiday and blah, blah, blah. Like if the circumstances are this precise alchemy, then actually she's not fun to be around. Those behaviors are outlier behaviors. They're not core behaviors. Maybe they were at one time, but it doesn't sound like it if you would go four years without talking after having a blow up with her. Like this is not this is not a friendship that's yielding results. These are not paying dividends. So if you're afraid that like she's going to blow up that you're not liking her Instagram photos, I don't know, dude. To me, that says it all about her character. I had someone like that. He was actually like part of my social media team, whatever. It was a long time ago. But he'd be like, you didn't like my latest post. He would text me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, my post, you didn't like it. And I said, listen, I support you in every endeavor. I support you in a way that is a little bit deeper than social media. I want to hear about your problems, your family, support your goals and dreams. I do not have time to sit on my phone and go through your page and make sure I've liked everything, okay? This is not something that matters to me, and therefore, that's not something I put my time and effort into. (gasps) And he, I mean, he didn't want to hear that. He's like, well, it's important to me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to differ here. If you pop up in my feed, yeah. But if you don't, I'm not going to seek it out. I don't have time for this. I'm sorry. And I am an influencer. I do this for a living. And yet I can say this is not important to me. I'm sorry. My boundaries don't need to make sense to anyone else. And yours don't either. It's not like a paper that you're letting someone grade with a red pen. It's like, well, then you're just going to have to be mad. If that's the way it is, if like me not liking this photo of you that's not really a photo of you is an act of war, well, then I guess we're at war, aren't we? I would mute her or unfollow her. Maybe don't unfollow if you think that's going to start World War III. Just mute her. And if she's like, why haven't you been liking my photos? Be like, I don't know. I don't even see them. They don't pop up in my algorithm. You know, and then just change the subject. This whole idea of living for likes and that like this is such a metric of popularity, like honestly, gives me chills of grossness. It's, and I get it, I get it. We all want to be considered popular. It's social inclusion needs. This is how we're hardwired. And we also all want a very specific way to measure that, to know if we're succeeding. And what seems more concrete than likes? But I am not buying into that. Like, yeah, like I said, I do this for a living. I don't really look at the number of likes my photos get. And if I do, it's more of like a like a roadmap. Like, oh, they like content like this. They don't like content like this. Okay, fine. I'll just, I mean, I want to give the people what they want because it is my job. So, okay. 
But you do not need to buy into this with people. And if that is where they're at, if they're living for likes, cold-blooded animal. Cold-blooded animal. I don't know very many warm-blooded mammals that hang out with reptiles, do you? No, we don't. Snakes and wolves don't mix. They stay separate. So if you continue to stay around someone who is in that headspace of my life is fake, I contribute nothing to your life, and I need you to support this bullshit fake life that I have through equally bullshit means and metrics of popularity validation, girl, no. Because look, you've had this dynamic, this round and round since you were six. Do you want to have it until you're 66? If not now, when in terms of cutting it off? It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be a big fight. It simply is you untying the ribbon and letting it float away. And she might kick and scream, but what do we say about those boundaries? If they hate them, they didn't want you to have any at all. Your boundaries should not constitute an act of war to someone. And if they do, that is all you need to know about them. So back away. Wash your hands of the situation and get in the headspace that, you know what, if I see her, great, okay, I could have like a drink with her at a bar if we're there with a group, but that's as far as I'm going to go. I'll be polite, but I'm not going to be engaged. We've got another friend question and username Curious Soft, I love your guys' usernames, wrote a post called How to Mentally Prepare for Possible Friend Drama. Oof. Don't you hate that when like you know it's coming and then you just spend, let's say, the six weeks before that just in an absolute spiral over something that hasn't even happened yet? You're talking to yourself in the shower. You're posting on the Reddit thread. I fully get it. I fully get it. This is my default setting. I get it. Okay, so Curious Soft says, my birthday's in about two months, and this is the time that I usually start planning. I started thinking about who I'd want to invite to an outdoor activity, and this is where the problem comes in. The pandemic has taught me a lot about my friendships. One in particular was just not adding to my life in a positive manner. Whenever I brought up my hopes of moving, she'd reply with something like, oh, I guess I can make new friends. The first time I showed interest in a guy in a really long time, she scoffed and said, oh, he takes pictures. He's a wildlife photographer. I know, or at least I think, that it was all connected to a recent breakup that she had, but that doesn't make her comments hurt any less. She also has been really curt with my other friends who are trying to make connections with her for my sake. Anyway, she's in a new relationship, so has likely not even noticed that I haven't really reached out lately. I want to invite some of our mutual friends out for my birthday, but not everyone. I can see leaving her out in particular as becoming really problematic since we used to be really close. So how do I prep if I get any questions? Should I even be worried about it? I thought about inviting the whole friend group, but then I'm spending an important outing around people I'm not close to just to, what, appease the status quo? That doesn't seem great either. Well, I completely agree with you. It's like you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Like, do you want to craft the group that you actually want to spend time with on, hello, your birthday, Or do you just like, hey, you know what? We're just inviting everyone and let the chips fall where they may, okay? 
this is like the great adult debate. Like when you're a kid, it's like we're inviting the entire second grade class. Like your parents make you. You're like, hey, no, we're not picking and choosing. Everyone's coming to the pool party. Or it's just it's much less complicated. And or maybe people just don't bring things up if they're offended. But as we get older, you know, things get much more nuanced and multidimensional. So on one hand, I'm like, what's the big deal? Just invite everyone. She might not even come. If it's going to spare you the stress, if it's going to be more stressful to cut her off than to just have her there and deal with it, then do that because you don't need to be stressed. We can be right or we can be happy. But then I'm like, wait, no, no, no. What we permit, we promote. Why should you spend your birthday around someone you don't like? So look, this is what you can say if you don't invite her and she finds out about it. You can turn this around on her, not in a manipulative way, but in a very honest way. Be like, hey, you know what, Brittany, I'm sorry, but like the last few times I've talked to you, you haven't seemed really very interested in our friendship. You're saying things that are snide or passive aggressive or you just seem generally uninterested. I know you've got a boyfriend now. I haven't heard from you. You don't ask how I am. So I'm just kind of picking up what you're putting down. And I mean, I get the hint. You don't really want to be top tier friends and hey that's fine we're not enemies and I'm always going to love you and if we see each other great but like I don't know I just kind of got the memo that this isn't really a priority for you anymore turn this shit around like because isn't that what it is she's the one coming at you sideways not contributing to your life in a positive way and it sounds like you have been plugged into her you are giving her this empathy and this elasticity of like well she went through a breakup fuck that shit are you kidding me I go through tons of breakups and I never chirp my friends. If anything, I cling to them like, don't leave me. I love you. You're my favorite person. I'm so much more thankful to have my girls in my life. Or is she the kind of person where it's like, I only need friends when I don't have a boyfriend. And actually, I don't even need friends then. I just need friends as a sort of punching bag when I don't have a boy to punch or when I'm pissed off about something. Because what are my friends going to do? Leave me? Well, <laughs> yeah, they will. And you can see why with your behavior. I really agree that the pandemic has shined such a light on unhealthy dynamics. And I was talking with my mom about this today at lunch. And I'm dealing with what I believe is a friend who is kind of jealous about how I've remade my life. And I mean, in a lot of ways, escaped the pandemic. Like I was, you know, quarantined in California with my family, did the four month lockdown, the whole nine. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm not going back to New York where this is going to go on forever. I can't stay in California and live with my mom and keep regressing to teenage Shallon. Where can I go that I can have a more normal life? Montana. And so when people are like, you haven't sacrificed anything, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I uprooted everything I know. I left behind everything because I wanted a more normal existence. And so because I've done all these things and truly started my life over, and I'm so proud of myself, I mean, I'm so happy, but I look at my friends who are just in this stagnant, like, well, I don't know. This is just the way my life is. And I don't mean about the pandemic. I mean about the shitty guy they're dating, their body, their job, everything. It's like, uh, they're like Eeyore, just sort of sitting there. And I'm like, I cannot relate to you anymore. I just can't relate. I'm sorry. And it's bred a lot of resentment with my friends, a lot of envy. I mean, not all of them, but like this one in particular. And she'll say some snide things here and there. 
And my mom's like, she's jealous, you know? She's not, she's stagnant and you're very dynamic and active and you have taken so many risks and she doesn't really like that, you know? And again, this pandemic has really shined a light on dynamics that were maybe sort of beneath the surface, but now it's like everything has been turned up to 10, right? Everyone's misery. Everyone's outspoken. Everyone's got a lot of opinions. I mean, myself included. I do it for a living. I get it. But this is also kind of the silver lining of that is like we can look at these dynamics and be like, life is too short. What isn't working? Look at what we've endured this year. Look at what we've survived. So why would I endure, if I have to endure wearing a mask into Target, which is not that bad, but you know, I'm sure as shit not going to be enduring things in any other category of my life. I need to seek happiness and pleasure and support and restfulness every place I can. I am not taking that for granted. And maybe that means moving to Montana and maybe it means cutting off bad friends. And again, When we leave a friend, it doesn't have to be this dramatic blow up. The only thing we know about breakups are breakups with guys. And they are dramatic and they are confrontational and hurtful and confusing. With friends, they don't have to be. Like we said in the previous question, it's not this like, you know, shooting someone between the eyes. It's untangling a string and just letting the balloon float away. Bye-bye. See you later. So one of you guys actually responded to this and you gave... Fantastic advice, as usual. Vladimir says, all you can do is be firmly aware of your boundaries and be ready to say them to her, but also be ready to hear that you're selfish, you're a bitch, whatever insult she might choose. You don't need to explain yourself to anyone, but if you feel like you must, be honest with her and actually tell her why. After all, that's probably what you would have wanted from a friend. I think this is really, really smart because, yeah, we need to like mind map how we think something's going to go. The friend that I was telling you guys about that my mom was talking about, like, she's like, you know, just bring things up to her about why she's saying stuff that's really harsh. I'm like, no, I'm such a wuss. And I realized that if I could mind map it, like, okay, maybe she's going to respond and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I'm sorry. I was just having a bad day. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. That's best case scenario. Worst case is, well, you know what? You're sensitive and I was fucking right. So if you don't like it, go kill yourself. That's the worst case scenario. But, you know, the result might be somewhere in the middle. So sit down and like literally write down, okay, she might call me a bitch. How am I going to feel? What am I going to say? Well, if that's how someone reacts, then you're dealing with a child, right? If it was me and someone I actually did love and respect and admire and consider a best friend left me out of something, first of all, I would give them the benefit of the doubt about why. But if I was going to talk to them about it, it, I would never come at them like that. I'd be like, you know, that hurt my feelings. I was really excited to celebrate your birthday for you. And I don't know if maybe you like reached maximum capacity at the venue or whatever, but, you know, you could have just told me that and we could have done our own thing at some other time. If this chick comes at you like that from a place of hurt and not a place of anger and defensiveness, then this friendship could be worth salvaging because then you can level with her. Be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but I I, I definitely didn't mean to make you feel slighted, like this wasn't an attack, but X, Y, and Z has transpired and it's, I think it's done some damage to our friendship. And if you want to repair that, hey, let's do it. I would love to. I value you. But again, if someone comes at you sideways, well, that's the writing on the wall, isn't it? 
That's where they're at. That's how they communicate. Whether that's how they used to communicate, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. If someone starts to attack me, then then that's the mode we're in now. I always say, I don't start a fight, but I'll finish one. So if you want to come at me sideways from a place of hostility and offense, well, I'm sorry, but I don't really feel the need to like meet you like heart to heart about things. But that doesn't mean it has to be this big dramatic engagement. It could just be like, hmm, so that's how it's going to be. You're going to call me a bitch. You're going to call me selfish. Okay, well, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. I love you. Good luck in the future. Bye. It means you no longer have to engage. And like we said at the beginning of this podcast, that is the theme of this week. Choose when you're engaging and choose when it's best to walk away. And only you can know where that is. Only you can know your boundaries and your lines in the sand. But again, it's been the pandemic. We've had to take stock of so many things. Take stock of your relationships. Once this is over and it's starting to lift, the, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Who do you want in your life still? Who's contributing and who isn't? This is the great emotional closet cleaning, right? We've got some bags and garbage bags full of clothes by the door. They're going to Goodwill. Throw some people on top of there too. Let's take out the trash in as many different categories as we can and emerge from this pandemic or whatever season we happen to be in because the pandemic's not going to last forever and hopefully we're never going to have another. But we might have another winter season emotionally where we have a bad breakup. We lose our job and it's like, hey, who's there for me? Who's not? What trash do I need to take out? So look around, do that spring cleaning and let's emerge in this next phase of our life lighter in every possible way. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.